0: I've I've had multiple employees to work for me. I've had big office space and big overhead. I, t- I already said my burn rate at one point was over $200,000 a month. Now, I was still making a lot of money. I was doing over $10 million a year in volume at that point, right? Our profits were over a million dollars a year and, and net revenue wasn't happy, right? That wasn't my ideal life. That wasn't the ideal setup for my business. I had all the money I, I needed. You get what I'm saying? But I wasn't exactly where... I want it to be as a business because there's a certain stress that comes with that. There's a certain responsibility too that comes with that. When you got 20, 30 employees, whatever the case might be, now you've got a responsibility to feed them.
1: What's up everybody? Jamel Gibbs here and welcome to another podcast episode. Today we have A very special guest. I've known this this guy for, I want to say, four or five years now uh, through Facebook. Uh, And a little while back, we were uh, thinking about doing some things together in regards to new construction. And we have a lot of the same colleagues as well. We've been in touch over the years. And I really wanted to get him on a call because he has, uh, the way he set his business up is very similar to the way that I set my, his thinking process is a lot like mine. And um, he's been around real estate investing for 10 years now, you know, and I really, you know, just listening to him, he has a really clear understanding of what he wants and what a lot of you guys listening to this podcast need to incorporate and think about into your real estate investing business as well. When you think about the, uh, the culture of real estate and you think about where real estate is going and, you know, certain key aspects of what people are incorporating into their businesses. Does it make sense for you? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk a little bit about wholesaling. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, you were doing uh, new constructions, Chris, and then, you know, rehabbing as well. We're going to talk about why right now may not be the best time for you to be uh, considering some of these aspects of your business and what you should be considering. And we're going to talk about you know should you be scaling your business everybody's talking about scaling a business you know into multiple seven figures is it right for you and I personally had um I, I personally had a conversation with a with a good friend of mine not so long ago where where we were discussing you know if scaling is the right thing to do um Chris has a lot of the same viewpoints as I have in regards to this and um really is all about doing what's going to bring in the money for you, keeping most of the profits in your pocket. And uh, that's exactly what we want to talk to you about, which is definitely something that's important for your real estate business. Also uh, important for the future of real estate investing as well and where it's going. So Chris Jefferson, what's up, my man?
0: What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I'm I'm glad uh, glad to be on here, man. Glad to connect with you. We've been, uh, we've been talking a lot over the years, man, and uh, I've been enjoying watching your journey, all the things that you're doing, the people you're educating, man, so happy to be on the podcast with you today, man, and uh, let's, let's talk, man, and, and give the people some information, help them out, you know, we, we've both had similar journeys, similar struggles, you know, we've got similar visions on, on and like you said, man, how we see the future, and uh, what this business really kind of looks like, uh, so again, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a real pleasure uh, just kind of getting to know, getting to know you through text messaging and stuff like that. I know we've spoken a couple of times, but I really wanted to get you on a call. And I plan on us meeting up in person. I, you, know, you know, it's kind of funny, man. You're in Richmond, Virginia, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You're only two hours away from me.
0: I know, man. It's that's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah,
1: so it's, definitely- it's crazy,
0: man. I think we, we, we forget that a lot because we, we, we meet people online, right? In this business, and sometimes you forget. It's like, oh wait, man, my guy is eight, two hours away, man? We should have been linked up. Yeah. So, we're gonna make sure to make that up, make that happen for sure, man.
1: For sure, man. So why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? You know how you got started in real estate, and uh, we'll we'll dive right in.
0: Yeah, man. So I got started in real estate twelve years ago. Uh, it took me two years to do my first deal. So you know, technically, twelve years I've been in business. Uh, Ten years of really been able to make some money and do some different things started out by wholesaling kind of like a lot of people i didn't have any money didn't have any resources so for me wholesaling was the easiest way to get in the business you know i had dreams and envisioned you know being a big developer and doing buildings and apartments and mixed use properties all these different things and you know you got to have money right to to do those type of projects so obviously i couldn't jump out doing those type of things. I didn't have the experience. So I got into wholesaling that kind of gave me a real estate bug. I did wholesaling for a little bit. Wholesaling was much different then, right? So I came in at the bottom of the market. So during the great recession, right? And so the ability to wholesale, there was limited buyers inside of the market. So you couldn't just easily, right? Wholesale a deal. So I quickly moved into doing fix and flip started doing a lot of fix and flip we did volume fix and flip so we did 20 30 houses a year this is back when uh bush if i remember right came out with the first time home buyer tax credit and uh, i mean we were flipping houses like pancakes man i mean it was easy good money back then not very much competition at all in the market uh from there i transitioned into uh doing larger projects so doing big historical rehab projects Started doing new construction, infill development projects. Did that for many years. Uh, Owned some apartment units as well. And what ended up happening, man, is 2015, I ran into cash flow issues. I had this huge business. I was working on tons and tons of properties. And I just remember a time that my burn rate was over $200,000 a month, right? Uh, Which is crazy, right? So we're talking about an active income business. It was costing me two hundred thousand plus to run it every single month. Pay employees, you know, pay for construction, buy new land, inventory, things of that nature to build on or renovate. And so, kind of started to get burnt out, man. You know, I know you've done a lot of rehabs. I know you've done new construction. It, it takes a toll on you, right? You know, you start waking up, you're dreading the day. I mean, how many times can you go to Lowe's, oh, right? Man. how many times can you go to Lowe's, you know, in a day before you start, you know, going crazy. And uh, I I realized and knew that I needed to make a change in my business, that I needed to do some things differently. And, you know, I I knew I had to kind of find what that adjustment was. And I'd always maintained a direct to seller part of my business. So I never depended on realtors to bring me deals. I didn't really depend on other wholesalers in the market So we always had those systems in place to to bring in deal flow. The issue was is that I was just keeping the deal flow for me. So instead of making money wholesaling it, I was just cherry picking the stuff that I wanted to keep. If I didn't want to keep it, we threw it out of the window, right? So um, thankfully one day I woke up and realized, wait, I'm having cash flow issues. That's, That's the way to solve it right there. We already have the lead flow coming in. So we focused on converting a lot of those deals into wholesale deals uh, and really in 2016, man, we kind of swung back into wholesaling full steam. You know, I started selling off a lot of property and inventory that I was sitting on, projects we had that we were waiting to start. Um, and the benefit that to, to that was that the market was at a point where it was so hot that, you know, I remember I had two pieces of property, I had two lots I'd bought for $50,000 each side by side. And I ended up selling those for $95,000 a piece and it was just still the dirt right so we we rode the market well we were able to get rid of some some inventory and we've kind of made a full focus shift uh back in the wholesaling man it's shorter runway um it's not as tedious in terms of dealing with contractors dealing with the city permits everything that kind of goes into that part of the business and uh you know I man i'm just i'm kind of focusing on wholesaling building that active income bucket and uh you know uh, making a wholesale business that's effective That's five to 10 deals a month and uh, using that money to kind of put that back into some long-term assets.
1: That's fantastic, man. So obviously you've experienced a lot of different things, um, you know, from wholesaling all the way up to new construction, you know, you know, a couple of years ago I was doing new construction as well. Um, still have a, a little bit of that going on right now, but, um, you know, I'm actually weeding myself out of that. Um, right because we honestly don't know where the market is going at this point i'm not we yeah. don't have a crystal ball to say hey here's what's going to happen you know all we can right. do is is tell by you know the signs what, know, what, what
0: we see man we you know so by, i had somebody so back in 2016 i'm at a mastermind down in tampa right and uh there's a guy there you speaking does you know like 50 100 houses a month right and, you know, I started talking to him and he says, Hey, you know, what's your runway in the market right now? And I said, well, you know, probably eight months. Right. And what that means, right. Is that if if something catastrophic happened today, how quickly could you liquidate the process or the, the assets in your business to get to liquidity? Mm. Right. So the answer for me was eight to 12 months. All right. And so in the overall scheme of things, what I realized in that conversation is that was a terrible place for me to be at Mm -hmm. as a business. All right. So if if things hit the fan today and there's only six months of runway inside of the market, but I need eight to 12 months, that means I'm not going to, that means I'm not going to be in business at the end of that eight to 12 months. Right. So that's, that was the trigger point for me to really be active and getting rid of some property, getting rid of some land and shortening that runway right? Inside of the market so that I can make sure to be much more effective.
1: Yeah, man. You know, that sounds a lot like me back in 2005, 2006. You know, I I absolutely crushed it from 2002 into 2007. The problem was I didn't have that same vision. You know, there weren't a lot of guys out there like us trying to, uh, you know, improve their real estate business and sharing information as well. So I really right. had to learn a lot of things that I know about real estate is learned through trial and error. So yeah. um, back then I got caught when the market hit, I had, I had too many properties out there. I was over leveraged because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm not watching the market. I don't know anything about watching the market. I know about making money. Right. But when the market took a, a a hit, I took a hit right along with, it. I had to, I, I literally went bankrupt. Yeah. It was because I wasn't, I didn't see the signs, but what I, what I can tell now these days, and again, without having a crystal ball, I could just tell today is a lot like 2005, 2006. The only difference is yeah. back then you had a lot of fraudulent activity going on. Nowadays, you really don't have that. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the difference in the market. But I like the fact that you uh, started seeing that a, a, a few years ago. And you started liquidating properties. I did the same exact thing. I stopped, not necessarily stopped, but I slowed down on my rehabbing about two years ago. Remember, I used to post up pictures of before and after photos. Yeah, me too, properties. man. I, I,
0: remember, I remember those days, man. Yeah, so he, he, here's the thing that people got to understand, right? So what, what happens when you start doing rehabs, you start doing new construction, you're doing the sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the HGTV, the crazy bathrooms, the key, crazy kitchens. And so, and so for me, I'm speaking for me personally, I'm not, I'm not sure about you, right? So I got wrapped up in that a little bit. And so what happens is when you get wrapped up in that, you get all the pats on the back, you get the high yeah. fives, you post the before and after, you get 200 likes, right? And it's, feed, it's feeding your ego, right? The problem is it's not feeding your rate of return, right? And so what I started to understand was, all right, so my, my true responsibility in this business is to the rate of return right? It's it's two revenue in my business every single year. And so I had to shift that focus and realize, well, wait, the only reason I'm flipping houses is to create active income. So I'm, I'm 33, right? So I need money to live on today. And so flipping is a means of active income, a means of money to live on today, right? And it's like, well, wait, I can wholesale and create the active income that I need to live on today without the debt, without the headaches of dealing with contractors. I can eliminate, you know, without dealing with hard money lenders, right? I can eliminate a lot of these headaches and I'm still solving the same problem. I'm still getting active income. The only reason people should really be flipping is because they're not willing to wholesale and go direct to seller. And the reason people aren't willing to go wholesale and go direct to seller is a harder business, right? So you can't just, hey, I want to buy that house. Let me hire these contractors. Let me pick out some designs, wait for the house to be finished and get a profit. Wholesaling, you got to hit, hit the ground every day. Every right? day. You got you to gotta hustle it up. And so th- that's what makes it difficult for people. I'm willing to go out every day and work and hustle it up. So I've shifted my active income focus from having to take four, six, eight, twelve 12 months to create active income. Now we can create active income on a weekly monthly basis by wholesaling houses.
1: Yeah. And now, you know, we spoke about this before we jumped on a line, you know, wholesaling does provide that active income. You definitely need wholesaling in your business, but you also want to incorporate that creative stuff as well to get that passive income on the other. Yeah, end.
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. The passive part is beautiful. Uh, you know, when we start talking about lease options and, and subject to, and, you know, even doing wraps, you know, things of that nature, man, you, you, the beautiful part about creative financing is that people like you and me who have been through stuff in life or you know, you don't come from a whole bunch of money and things of these nature, you know, or a good W two. I you know, before I started doing real estate, I made fifteen dollars an hour. Right. And so a never guy had like a job,
1: me, man. <laughs> that's
0: beautiful that's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. So that a guy like me can do creative financing opportunities. I don't have to worry about going and qualifying at the bank. You know, I don't have to worry about making sure I got enough showing this or that on my tax return or sitting in my bank account. You know, you can actually go build a portfolio of properties uh, and accomplish the same thing in that passive income scenario, right? Uh, By doing creative financing, man. So yeah, creative financing is an awesome thing.
1: Absolutely, man. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what investors are seeing these days. So nowadays we, we see a lot of people talking about scaling, it's like the, the, new, the new thing on the block right now. These yeah, the guys yeah. on social media with offices and they see all of this, this stuff going on to make, like you said, uh, fixing flipping was the sexy part of real estate. Wholesaling, the way you make wholesaling sexy is by showing nice cars and, and you know, kind of fronting for Instagram a little bit, so to speak, sure. right? Yeah. But what should, I mean, a lot of people are seeing the offices and all of this other stuff happening in real estate, growing a big team, you know, um, is it really worth it? What do, you, what do you think about that?
0: So I got a couple of thoughts on that, right? It's an interesting, it's an interesting question. So scaling is like a, a new buzzword, all right? So people people say they want to scale, and they don't even know what that actually even means, right? And so here's, here's the actual reality, and this is what I teach, this is what I tell people, uh, when I interact with them, when I host workshops, stuff like that. Here's the deal. You got to figure out what your ideal life is, all right? And when I when I say ideal life, right, so when you're sitting at home by yourself, nobody's around, the TV's not on, you know, your wife or husband's not sitting there, the kids aren't yelling, dog's not barking, what, what does your life look like? Right? Like your ideal life. So when you close your eyes, what do you want your life to look like? All right? What kind of car do you want to drive? What kind of house do you want to live in? What kind of restaurants do you want to eat at? Where do you want to travel? You've got to craft that in your mind. The beautiful part about that statement is it's different for everybody. So my ideal life is going to be different than your ideal life. There's going to be things that are important to me that are different than the things that are important to you, right? So like I'm in a space right now wearing Balenciaga or having Gucci or you know, having a $200,000 car, I can go buy all those things today, right? They're just not priorities for me inside of my ideal life. And I'm present and aware of what my ideal life looks like to me. So I know how much money I need to be able to provide me and my family, my ideal life, right? So one, you got to figure out what that number is, all right? Because the reality is, for some, that number might be $5,000 a month, could be 10,000. I spoke to a guy last week, uh, who was one of our students, and he said that his number is $10,000 a month. So I said to him, I said, well, look, you just got to build a business to do one deal a month, do so, two deals a month. That's all, that's all you got to do, right? You got to build a system for marketing that can produce one to two deals, let's say three deals a month, because some deals are going to fall through, right? So you got to build a business to produce three deals a month. Now, if your ideal life is twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand 50,000 a month, now that's got to start to look Differently, so now you've got to build a business that does three to five deals a month, and so and, and so you know, and, and so on, right? So we we've got to figure out uh, in business, you know, what it look like to us. You, you get what I'm saying? It's it's really important that we do that. So once you know your ideal life, now you can really craft what your business needs to look like. You may not need to scale.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: So, when, when, and that's, that's why I say it's a buzzword. So, for some people, now, if your number is 100,000 a month, then, yeah, you got to scale, right? If your number is 10,000 a month, you can do that by yourself if you work hard, right? And if you're in wholesaling, you got to work hard anyway. So, I try to encourage people to figure out what your ideal life looks like first. Don't chase down the look of, you know, 20, you know, 30, 40, 50 deals a month unless that's for you that might, that might be for you and that might be what you what you want you get you get what i'm saying understand
1: why you're doing it though don't do it because somebody on instagram or facebook is doing 50 deals a month you don't know what their right. circumstances are do it for yourself you so know? so this
0: is, this is what happens right people don't know their ideal life so they create their life based on what they see other people doing mm-hmm. yep. you understand what i'm saying so it's like all right, well, I, I see Chris living this way. I see Jamil living this way. I see Max Maxwell living this way. Well, that's what my life should look like. That, that might not even be what you want. You, you get what I'm saying? So you, you got to figure out what is for you first and then build your business around that. I've, I've had multiple employees that work for me. I've had big office space and big overhead. I, t- I already said my burn rate at one point was over $200,000 a month. Now, I was still making a lot of money. I was doing over $10 million a year in volume at that point, right? Our profits were over a $1 million a year in net revenue. Wasn't happy, right? That wasn't my ideal life. That wasn't the ideal setup for my business. Had all the money I I needed. You get what I'm saying? But I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be as a business because there's a certain stress that comes with that. There's a certain responsibility, too, that comes with that. When you got 20, 30 employees – whatever the case might be. Now you've got a responsibility to feed them. All right. They've got families, they've got children. So there's a lot that comes with that, especially inside of a active income business, like flipping like I was doing or even, or even doing wholesaling. So it's important, man, not to get, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car. It's just important not to get caught up in the thought of having to have that because we see somebody else with it what we have to really get caught up in is what is it that i want when i close my eyes and i think about what do i want my life to look like once you can wrap your head around that get happy and comfortable inside of that you you can you can accomplish and do anything you want in this business real estate and tech tech is tech tech is inside of this too but for me speaking for me real estate is the most beautiful thing in the world to me right There's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different ways to attack it. You can make money as a home inspector. You can make money as an agent, an investor who only does new construction. I mean, there's just so many different ways to make money inside of this niche, right? And the beautiful thing about that is you can craft businesses inside of it that can really be transformative and change your life. But where you can't go is trying to figure out Oh, that's what his business looks like. He's got the fancy car. He's got the big house. Oh, so whatever he's doing, let me just try to do that. Copy. Like figure out. <laughs> fig, yeah, it's a, what, I call. I, I love that you said copy, right? So I, I say this all the time. This business has turned into a copy and paste business. Yep. Right. Oh, okay. This is what this guy's doing. This is what this girl's doing. Let me copy and it's like we're doing our computers. Let me
1: copy. No originality anymore, that. man. No originality. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you, you got to, you, I, I encourage everybody listening to this to figure out what works best for you, what you really want your life and your business to look like, and just be comfortable inside of that and chase that down. You don't have to do 20, 30, 40, 50 deals a month. You don't have to do one deal a month. If you, if you want to do 50 deals a month, then you got to really get prepared, prepared for that. To do that kind of value, you got to run a real business. You understand what I mean? you got to run a real business to get the volume like that. You got to have staff, you've got to have a CFO, you're talking about a large volume of transactions, but you're also talking about an active income business that one wrong swing in the market can change that entire model, right? So one, one impact to the market, I don't think people realize when the market is down, there's less active buyers in the market. So that eliminates the ability to wholesale with any type of velocity, because there's not people to sell your deals to. That doesn't mean people are still investing. The guy who works at the 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 office building up the street, who's buying one or two rentals a year, who's on your buyer's list, and he's willing to pay 10, 15,000 more than a property should really go for, those people don't exist in a down market, because their 401ks are hit, their mutual funds are down, right? So we we we've got to be aware of these things inside of this business as we really try to Uh, grow and and step into it. I think it's
1: important personally for people to know that. Absolutely. So the the, the main focus is to get clear on what it is that you want. Once you know what you want, then you got to decide on what it is that you want to do. What's the vehicle you're going to use to get there? So let's talk about some of the different vehicles um, that you would say are the best ways to get started in real estate right now.
0: Yeah, man. So I think I think wholesaling is definitely it, 110%. Mm-hmm. It's, the lowest, it's, the, it's the lowest barrier of entry to get into real estate. It doesn't require much from you, right? You know, we teach people that you can really start a wholesale business well for like $500 a month.
1: So let's talk about that now. Yeah. Because a lot of people think you need, you know, you know, what I always tell people is you need either time you're going to sacrifice something. It's either going to be time percent, or money. It's going to be time yeah. or money. It's going to be one of the two. I, 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 people, I,
0: I like that you said it. I say that all the time.
1: Yeah, most people don't, they don't want to invest the, the money into the business. So you're going to have to invest time. Well, I don't have the time. Well, then you just don't want it bad enough, right?
0: Yeah. And so let me, let me say something on that before you go. This is so important, man. I, I love that you just said that, all right? The lower your budget, the more time you have to contribute to wholesale, all right? So the more money you have, and this is what you're saying, the more money you have, the less time that you can involve yourself in a successful wholesale business. All right, so maybe you don't have to personally cold call because you can hire a VA. Now, if your budget's only $500 a month or $200 a month, you can still wholesale. You can wholesale on a low budget. But you got to work constantly and aggressively. And I think we, we miss that sometimes, right? We miss the, the understanding of the less you have to spend to market, the more time, right? Like you said, the more time you've got to commit to the business and work
1: until you can invest that that money and then lower the the uh, the time ratio that you're spending in the business. You know, now, so- now, but
0: here's the thing, though, right? And I don't mean to cut you off. So here's the thing: it's important that we we we, we establish this so people understand too. You got to reinvest in your business. Oh yeah, right. And so here, here's what happens. I, I, I had a workshop this past weekend and I had a guy that was here at the workshop and we were talking about, you know, what issues, we're doing a Q&A. So it's like, what issues are you facing? Things of that nature, right? And so he's like, well, hey, the buzzword, right? Hey, I can't scale. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, why can't you scale? He's like, well, you know, I'm not sure. I feel like I'm missing this. I feel like I'm missing that. So I said, hey, I said, what was the last deal that you did? And he said, well, the last deal I did was in December. Said, how much did you make? He said, forty-four thousand. I said, man, I said that's that's a serious. I mean, that's a nice assignment fee or double close. That's a nice profit. I said, what was your last deal before that? He said, thirteen thousand in September. I said, okay. I said, so you're not you're not doing deals consistently. So there's something lagging there for you not to be doing deals consistently. Obviously, you know what you're doing because you wouldn't be hitting those type of numbers if you if you didn't know what you were doing. So I said, hey, I said, what was your monthly budget in September when you got the $13,000 deal? He said, $3,000 a month. I said, all right, cool. So you made 13,000, your budget was 3,000 a month. I said, in December, what was your monthly budget in December? He said, $3,000 a month. I said, okay, so your budget was the same, 3,000 a month, and you did 44,000 in that month. I said, so you made 44, now it's March or February. We're at the end of February. I said, what's your monthly budget in your business right now? Guess what he said? What's that? $3,000 a month. Ah. I said, so, so, so here's the issue. I said, you never reinvested back in your business. So you paid to come talk to me today, right? And your thought process was, well, I'm going to learn something that's going to change my business. Here's what you're learning. And this is what I, exactly what I said to him. I said, so starting from September to February, you did business, you never reinvested any money past what you had out. to do the yeah. previous deal. Past that 3000 And I said, man, you made 44000 and put the whole thing in your pocket, it didn't occur to you to say, you know what? Let me put five on my marketing. Let me put 10 on my marketing. You already know what to do. You're just not willing to put the money behind it to grow your business. So when we talk about scaling, you can't scale or grow a business, right? without putting more money back into the business. So wholesaling, we get pumped up. We get excited about it. You know, money starts to come in a little bit. And instead of putting any of that back in our business, we just kind of, oh, well, I spent $500 last month. I got a deal. Well, I know I made $10,000, but I'm still just going to spend $500 next month. That doesn't work in business, no, right? You know, you're spending as little as possible because that's all you got when you start. But once you get some revenue coming in, You've got to redistribute that revenue back into your business to put that in perspective, right? I'm 33. I, I made my first million dollars when I was 24 years old. Right. And I remember and still to this day, everybody's like, well, how did you do it? And yada, yada, yada. It, it wasn't that I'm smarter than anybody else. Cause I'm definitely not right. Here's what I did. My first two years of business, I didn't pay myself. So I did my first deal in 2010 by 2012, I made over a million dollars. I didn't pay myself for two years. The first two years of my business, I kept working at a $15 an hour job. I was paying $11.25 a month in child support. I was living at home with my mom. I sold my motorcycle, I sold my car, right? And everything I made from real estate, those first two years, to the penny, I reinvested every single dollar. And so that's what was able to help me grow and scale my business so fast. It wasn't that I knew anything else I knew anything more than anybody else. I just recommitted into the business. Right? Let's
1: stop right there for a second. This is this is important. You know why? Because a lot of people's again, if we if we're looking at, I'm not picking on social media or anything like that, but this is where you see it the most. You see uh, guys out there wholesaling real estate. You got people flashing checks up online. You have people showing fancy cars, so people instantly want that they want that instant gratification from what wholesaling can bring, but they're not realizing the sacrifice that's going on behind the scenes uh, and how long it took for them to be able to do that you know so uh Chris just told you he he didn't take a profit in his business for two years, you know most people. What do they do? They get a check from wholesaling. They put all of the money in their pocket. The money is gone in two to three months. And then it's starting from scratch all over again. All
0: over. over. I mean, I I see it. I see it every day with the people I talk to and and that we work with that are in this business or getting started in this business. Here's what I tell everybody. And this this was my thought process of why I didn't pay myself for two years. I'm already down bad right i'm a, i'm already broke right like how how much worse could it get i'm living at home with my mom i got a kid and i'm not married right i i've sold my car i've sold my motorcycle all my jordans i'm not buying jordans anymore <laughs> right so i'm i'm already at rock bottom i'm already down bad so i don't need to rush out of that right and so you got to get comfortable in your rock bottom you got to get comfortable inside of that and so what happens is see i went into survival mode so once you get comfortable in survival mode, it's like it's like taking somebody and throwing them out in the woods, in the middle, in the middle of the forest. I'm figure it out. I'm going to figure it out, man. But once I've done that, you can't – nothing. I don't have any fear now. No, nothing scares me. So now when I hear somebody's talking about me, man, oh, man, Chris said he do real estate, but he's living with his mom. You know, that that don't matter to me, right? Because I'm already comfortable in where I'm standing. And so that that's the thing. We rush – when we start making a little bit of money because we're trying to look good for somebody else, we're trying to accomplish things for other people. And that's why I I can't say it enough. That's why it's so important to figure that ideal life out because once you know what's for you, nobody can really penetrate that.
1: That's right, man. So wholesaling is the, the, in my opinion, and Chris mentioned it as well is the best way to get started. Um, I don't think that, you should focus only on wholesale, and this could be my opinion, but uh, it's, it's a good way to get started. But it shouldn't be your end all, be all. That's a whole nother story for another day. So <laughs> let, let's let's help somebody get their first check on today's yeah. today's call. I like. Let's it. give them like let's it. give them three steps that that they need to take in order to get a good wholesale deal and get paid from that wholesale deal.
0: What what right, steps would you provide? Let's do it. So, so here's, I'm going to give you literally exactly what you need to do your first deal or to do a deal right now. Okay. This is, this is the easiest business in the world. It just takes effort. So I'm going to break it down for you from my perspective on what I would do. Somebody asked me one time, they said, um, you know, cause we, you know, we've made some money, right? So we got all these fancy tools. We got the, the prop streams and the lead sherp. We got all the fancy stuff. I'm scared to know exactly how much we spent a month on on all these tools and services. Right? So somebody said to me one time, They said, well, look, if you didn't have any of that stuff, well, how would you do a deal? I said, easy, man. I said, give me a list and give me a phone. And I'm, I'm, I'll bring back a deal. Right? So this is how simple it is. You got to get a list. All right. And it's important people understand this. You can't cheap out on data. All right. So, if we know that data is what drives the business so all of our leads all of our flow go where where are you going to get that list let's talk all right so so i use a couple of different places all right so i've got a friend of mine his name's eric torrente he's got a website it's called Eric's real estate list
1: i bought i buy from eric as well man he has a good he has a good list i if you're listening to the podcast um go to my youtube page this video will be up on my youtube page as well I'm gonna link Eric's email or his contact information in the description box. He provides great lists. Yeah, you have to pay for it. You can't cheap out on data. That's exactly what we're talking about right now. But he provides, I've gotten a number of deals just by purchasing lists from him. And uh, we do it consistently as well.
0: Yeah, 100% man, and and again, Eric is it, he's not gonna be the cheapest, right? But that's why I'm trying to stress, man, you can't cheap out on data. Uh, Another one, man, I I just connected with this company, uh, so I'm going to shout them out real quick. We've been doing some work with them. I've been buying lists from them for the past few months. I think we just got two deals from them this week. Uh, You can go to www.chargeduplist.com, all right? And I'll send you the link for that, uh, but chargeduplist.com. This is why I like this service, uh, because the lists come already stacked. So list stacking is like a big thing right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. So instead of having to manually stack the list or having to pay for another tool to stack the list for you, this service, uh, the the list comes stacked. So you can select how you want that list to be stacked, and and you can buy it with the phone numbers, um, and it already comes stacked. If you use the link that I just told you, uh, chargeduplist.com, you get an extra 20% off uh, for knowing me. I got to get you hooked up with them too, man. Yeah. You know, they – they they solid it, man it's a it's a great company i've been doing super well with their data um guys you don't cheat data all right th- this is so important cuz we're talking about how do you easily go do your first deal or how do you just go do a deal in a couple of steps so you got to go get a good list, list so go to one of those two sources and get a list okay now once you got a list you got to skip trace that to get the phone numbers
1: what do you recommend they pull Let, let's
0: all right what type of list?
1: What type of list do you recommend? Right,
0: I'm with you. So my first list, if I had to buy a list today to get my first deal, I'm going to pull a stacked list on, on chargeduplist.com and it's going to be a high equity vacant list. All right. So I want to pull properties that have a lot of equity in them. Okay. Go ahead.
1: And for those for those of you who don't know what a stacked up list is, it's basically a list with uh, multiple levels of motivation. So right. uh, you have high level... Or high equity rather, high equity vacant properties. Maybe that same property will have uh tax delinquency, maybe some code right. violations on it. But it's multiple levels of motivation. That's what a stacked up list is. That's exactly what Chris is talking about.
0: Yeah, so so I would go high equity, I would go vacant. I I really like that combination right now a lot. Um mm-hmm. uh, because I've been doing that, we, I love it, man. Yeah, it's a crazy list, right? So what we found with those lists is that you know, people are sitting on these vacant properties and, you know, they're, they're a little bit more eager to get rid of them than an owner-occupant, something of that nature. And
1: owner-occupant's good. One other thing I wanted to mention, not, not to cut you off, but uh, no, go. Uh, when it comes to the stacked list, the, the more you stack the list, the lower the number is going to get. So you might start off yeah. with, let's say, 3,000 leads. It might end up at like 50, but those are going to exactly. be 50 high quality leads. And then Keep you can ready afford- to go. Right. You can afford to send 50 leads out. It's not like sending right. 3,000. You can afford to follow up with that,
0: but you're 100%. following up with
1: high quality leads. That's the point.
0: Yeah. People, people with those multiple motivation uh, points. So I would go get that list. All right. So then I would go skip trace that list. You know, we use REI Skip. I don't know. I don't know I'm not sure you use, uh, but there's, there's a lot of different companies out there that you can skip with, but I recommend REI Skip. Do you use somebody different or?
1: I use Skip Genie.
0: All right, Skip Genie. So go to REI Skip, go on Skip Genie, okay? And you want to skip trace that list, all right? And so you're going to skip trace your records that you just got when you got your list. So now you've got phone numbers, okay? And what I would do from there is I would just get on the phone and start hitting the phone. And and let me say something about that. It's literally that simple. So we said three steps, Hmm. all right? So I I literally just gave you the three steps to do a deal. My wholesale business, what I'm saying right now, in 2016, when we started wholesaling aggressively again, this is exactly what we did, all right? And trust me, you couldn't, you couldn't skip trace for 15 cents back then. When I was skip tracing in bulk, you know, we were going direct to the, the data providers, we were paying 80 to a dollar, yep. 80 cents to a dollar per record. On 25, man. It was no joke. Per record to <laughs> skip, now it's 15 cents, right? So you gotta get a quality list. You can't cheap on getting a quality list. You gotta spend money for that because that's the basis of how your content like that's the basis of the people that you're reaching. You gotta then go skip trace the list. All right. So you wanna go to a good data provider because here's what happens, right? People are like, no, nah, I'm not paying 15 cents, I'm not paying 18 cents, I'm not paying 24 cents. You know what I'll do? I'll just go, I'll go on fast people search, I'll go on true people search. It's free, right? You're not getting good data. Right. And so if if you know that we're trying to get in touch with sellers. Why not go cheap on the information you need to reach them? That doesn't make any sense, all right? You don't want data from True People Search, Fast People Search, whitepages.com, some of these other ones. You wanna to go to a skip trace company, you wanna spend the money for that, all right? Because you're gonna get quality information back. If you gotta save up to be able to do these things, that's okay, like that's not right. a bad right. situation. Save up to make sure you get quality data because what doesn't make sense is to spend money every month chasing after bad data. And you're spending money, you never do a deal. So that's what happens to a lot of people. They chase after data that's not good data. Right. And then they like, well man, it's been six months, I haven't done a deal yet. Well, Put you don't have any per- good information.
1: Put that into perspective real quick. You know, I've spent as much as $10 to find people right? On one property. $9.99, 10 bucks, you know, so you can't cheap out on the data this is how you're going to get in contact with the people that's ultimately going to give you the contract to be able to put money in your pocket. So would you spend even a hundred dollars to find somebody to put 10,000 in your pockets? That's the way you have to think. Most people don't think that way.
0: I like how you said that, man. Yeah. So would you be willing to spend a hundred dollars to make 10,000? Right. I am. I think, I think, I think everybody would. Right. Sure. So the second, the the, the third piece is you got to get on the phone. All right. And I want to talk about that for a second, because that's, that's the three ways. Everybody doesn't want to get on the phone. I talk to people. We've got people that come to my workshops. I got people in my Facebook group. Everybody's got this weird fear of the phone. And I get it, right? You're talking to people that you don't know. You don't know what they're going to say to you. People are afraid of no.
1: They're, they're afraid, people of afraid of everyone to know. But Here's what you the do realize right? is for every no you get, it's The closer uh, you're getting closer. The
0: closer you get yes. to it, yes. Yep. And, and and here here's here's the reality. So people are like, oh man, you know, I don't like making calls because you know, people cuss me out, or people <laughs> tell me not to call them again, or you're calling people in pain. Yep. We're call we're calling people that are going through stuff. I'm going through stuff right now, right? I'm sure you got stuff going on in your personal life right now. Yep. Everybody's got stuff going on. So when you compound that with the fact that I got the city after me for taxes, telling them they're going to take my house. I've got code violation issues and I don't have the money to fix the property up. Uh, my my, pro, my just came out of probate because my aunt passed away and we were really close and she left me a house and I'm, I'm still grieving. I'm not over that yet, right? Or my credit's messed up, so I can't refinance my house to lower my payment so that I can stay in it. You know, I'm in the process of getting foreclosed on when you're calling these people these are the things that they're dealing with like that's that's the real life stuff that these people are dealing with so you can't take offense when you cold call somebody and they're not warm and fuzzy with you right like they got they got real life stuff going on you can't take that personal you got to you got to slow down a little bit have some empathy build some rapport with these people right bridge that gap create a connection that's what makes people Good on the phone or bad on the phone? Can you get on the
1: that. phone with somebody? Go. Let me add to that because, you know, one of the, one of the things I, I tell you guys all the time, if you listen to any of my training, I tell you, you're, you know, exactly what Chris is saying right now. You're a marketer first, right? The problem is people go in as real estate investors with a real estate investing mentality. You got to separate yourself from the pack of wolves because that's exactly what this is. You're, you're amongst wolves, right? So you got to come in as a marketer first. Then do exactly what he just told you. People are facing problems. So what do you do? You become a problem solver. How can you help this person and separate yourself from everyone else? And then you think as a real estate investor, logically when it comes down to numbers, but it starts with marketing, then problem solving, then real estate investing. If you go in that order, just like that, you'll get way more deals than anybody else around your local market. Because everybody else is doing it the opposite. They're coming in as a real estate investor. There's no emotional attachment to uh, right. the situation.
0: Yeah, you got to care about people. You got to be understanding to the situations the people are in. You know, when you finally, you're cold calling and you're making a, you know, 200 calls, right? And you've made 190 calls and you've gotten the wrong person on 190 calls. But then 10 calls, you get the right person. Here's what I see people do. They finally get the right person. They rush off the phone. No, I'm not interested in selling. Boom, they hang the phone up. Okay, thank you. Sorry. All right, and hang the phone up. Well, hey, have you have you? Why have you never considered selling? I know you're maybe dealing with some stuff with the property. I know you recently inherited the property. Do you think you may sell it in the future? Is there a good time that I should follow up with you? Is it okay if I call you once a week just to check in and see? I know life happens to see if anything's changed. You you don't want to rush off the phone when you finally get that right contact, right? You want to spend some time in that conversation and nurture it. Uh, that's how you create value in a relationship with somebody. So they want to do business with you. It's important for people to understand. Everybody's calling the same list. All right. We're all calling the same people. So people will sell to who they connect with, right. who they, who they, who builds rapport with them, who they feel a relationship. with. A hundred percent. Right. So you got to focus on building that in these conversations, not, not rushing and, and, and pushing out of that as quickly as possible.
1: Love it, man. Good stuff. So a three, the three key ways to get your first deal right now, and it's not even going to call the majority of your investment is going to go on the data, right? right. So you have, get the list, skip trace the list, and then pick up the phone and start calling people. It doesn't cost you anything to pick up the phone. It might cost you a little bit of fear and time. But that, exactly. fear, that fear is going to fade away. The more you call, the more people you talk to, it's like starting to ride a bike. When you first start riding a bike, you might be scared to fall. You're but. falling
0: down, you're scraping your knee.
1: Yep. But over time, you become an old pro at it. And it's, it's like that with anything. You know, so you just got, you can't be scared. You have to step outside of your comfort zone really in order to be able to get what you want. In, in fact, me personally, I don't know about you, Chris, but I like to be outside of my comfort zone. That means I'm growing. You no, I
0: mean, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I, I enjoy being in uncomfortable spaces, Yep. right? Because what happens is, man, when you're in uncomfortable spaces, that that's when you really find out how strong you really are. That's right. right. Like, what is my real mental internal strength? If I got to face my fear and, I, and I've got to figure out internally a way to overcome that, because, like I said, man, it's, it's, this is the analogy I like to explain to people. It's like touching the bottom of the pool, all right, and learning how to swim. You're sitting over in three feet. It's a nice July day. Everybody's over in the deep end, man. they diving off the diving board, doing backflips. That's how people look at us, right? Yeah. We've got success in this business. So they're looking at us, man. We're over here diving off the backboard, doing front flips, back flips, playing, you know, Marco Polo, whatever. Right. And you just sitting over in three feet standing up, just hey, man, I wonder what it's like to 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 jump off the diving board. And then what happens is you go jump off the diving board finally, and you touch the bottom of the pool, and you're like, oh, that's it. That's what it felt like. Right. And and so now you've overcome that fear. Right. So the concept of, oh man, I can't swim. I can't. Now if you've been taking swimming lessons, if you've been practicing making calls, if you've been role playing with your friends or other people in your accountability groups, things of that nature. You can just translate that to the phone. It's just like touching the bottom of the pool. And then once you finally break through, you're like, Oh man, like that, that's, that's it.
1: That's it. That's,
0: that's all I had to do to get a deal. Right.
1: So it's not that difficult, man. Chris, we could we could sit here and talk about real estate all day long.
0: Oh man. You already know, man. Yeah.
1: Man, it's been a real pleasure having you on, man. But, you know, I know our listeners, they definitely want to get in contact with you, man. What, what, where should they go if they want to get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, man. So, look, go to uh, Instagram. You can find me, the Chris Jefferson. So, T-H-E, Chris Jefferson. The same on Facebook. Guys, add me on both of those. You know, I go live in each of those, uh, Facebook, Instagram. We do seller calls. Uh, we do, you know, we give out different content. So definitely check that out, man. You and I are gonna be doing some stuff yep. You know, here in the near future. Um, I, I, we got the same kind of mindset and mentality when it comes to real estate. So guys, go add me on both of those. Uh, you can check out my Facebook group, Wholesaling VA Supercharged. And uh, I'm constantly in there as much as I can trying to interact with people, answer questions for them. So uh, absolutely check that out, man. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely, man. Definitely check out Chris, guys. He's all over the web. Obviously, I'm gonna link all of his uh, connections in the description box of the YouTube video as well. Uh, If you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, definitely go check out the YouTube video to get that information in the description box. Another thing, uh, if you had to give some words of wisdom for our listeners, what would those words be for those who are just getting started, or even if they've been in the business for a little while and they're just having a a, a, they've hit a rough spot? what, What would you say to those listeners?
0: So I'm, I'm going to say two things on that. I've had plenty of rough spots uh, in business over 10 years. Um, so I'm going to address that first, right? So when it comes to rough spots, there's beauty in knowing you can overcome anything, right? This, this is intangible knowledge that nobody can ever take from me. It doesn't matter if I go bankrupt. It doesn't matter if I do a bad deal. Everybody does bad deals. Maybe we don't get online and talk about it on YouTube or, or in podcasts and stuff. I've, I've lost money. I've done bad deals. Same here, I've I've had plenty of moments where I thought I was going to lose everything. Right. Put a foot in front of you every single time. Right. Just get, just keep going. Right. I've said this before, man, life is going to hit you in the mouth. That doesn't change when you start doing business. This is not all peaches and cream. That's
1: right. right.
0: But, but if you got a rough day, if you got a bad deal, just, just learn from it, don't internalize it, get back up, keep moving forward, know how to pivot, so know how to adjust in this business. Like I said, there's so many different ways to do real estate. So take the opportunity to adjust and pivot in your business and also recognize what you're really good at, right? So like for me, I used to do a lot of construction and different things and we did it successfully. This project, we lost money on plenty of those projects, right? but we made a whole lot of money doing them. But what I ended up realizing was that I'm really good at sales and marketing. Hmm. And wholesaling fits into specifically sales and marketing. You know what? Let's focus our energy more on what I'm really, really good at and do sales and marketing. So that's my advice. Just always put one foot in front of the other, man. Chase your dreams, work as hard as possible. This business is not exclusive to people like you and I. Anybody can get in this business and be successful, change your family's life, change your personal life, your dynamic, but you got to put in the work and the effort to get there. The second point on that is if I could do anything differently, I get this, it's this question sometimes, right? People say, man, if you could do anything differently, uh, what would it be, all right? I literally got one thing. I would have started buying rental property and passive income opportunities way sooner, okay? Oh, man. I started when I was younger and much more naive and so, at the time in 2010, if you said to me, "Hey, I'm living, I want child support. I'm living, I'm living at home with my mother," and I, and for the record, man, my, my daughter is now 10. I've had full custody ever since she was two, right? And so, here's what happens, though, right? You sitting there, and somebody says, "Man, you can make thirty thousand. You can make three hundred dollars a month." Ten years ago, I'm like, "Man, I need that 30, right? And so, what starts to happen is you can never take your foot off the gas. No matter what twists and turns come up in your life, when you only are pressing, ga- pressing the gas pressing go constantly, you can't take your foot off. So then you got to deal with whatever comes with that. Sometimes you're going to run off the road a little bit. Sometimes you're going to get lost, but you're going to constantly have to keep going. When you've got rental property, when you've got passive income coming in, now, man, sometimes you can, slow, you can slow down a little bit around that turn. Market's taking a little bit of a hit. All right, let me, you know what? Let me stop. Let me stop doing business for a couple of months. Just see how things shake out. When you're in an active business, you, you don't you don't present yourself the opportunity to be able to do that. Unfortunately,
1: you only so as that, good that's, as your that's last deal.
0: You only as good as your last deal, man. And, and that's not a that's there's nothing wrong with that. But what is wrong with it is not transitioning out of it when you have the opportunity. And and I'm excited, man. I know you're getting ready to do some creative finance and stuff soon. Um, the culture needs that, man. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that because buying rental property and things of that nature, man, are not as hard as people think. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped man to know that you're putting some stuff out. It's going to help the people with that.
1: Yes, sir, man. Yeah. Definitely be on the lookout for that coming real soon. Like, uh, I've finished stuff up. Uh, I have training and stuff like that. Definitely be on the lookout for that. But, uh, Chris, man, it's been a real pleasure having you, bro. Um, looking forward to doing some more stuff. I know we're, we're going to be getting together real soon and, and doing some live stuff, uh, not, man. Not, not over the web, but in person. And uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of big things coming, uh, real soon for you guys in regards to that as well. Uh, any last, last words for our listeners?
0: Nah, man, all I'm going to say, man, is follow this guy, man. I, I've watched you for a long time. We've been connected for a long time. Um, you, you kind of touched every inch of this business, uh, over the years, man, you're a great person to learn from. I know you got a lot of good information that you're giving to people. Um, take the information, man, use it, execute it. And, uh, you know, you, you got resources, you got people like the both of us, man, that are out here yep. actively trying to give information back, see other people win. And, uh, That's you know, when you've got genuine organic people, man, that are doing that, uh, you want to be receptive to that information, man. So I, I salute you for that.
1: Appreciate that, bro. Listen, guys, definitely check out Chris on all social media platforms. Uh, he's definitely a, a deal maker. He's doing it. He's doing his thing, to be honest with you. And um, it's hard to find authentic people who are actually doing what they say they do in this business, especially these days. But, you know, there's a new generation of people coming up, uh, a, a new breed that's kind of changing the game for everybody, making it easier for all of us to be able to um, get to what our end goal is. You know, people got, get into real estate for time and freedom. You know, maybe there's material things in their mind, but ultimately it's time and freedom. People want time and freedom. And uh, that's what these podcasts and these real estate trainings and you know these YouTube videos and all of this stuff that's, that's available for you at your disposal for free it doesn't cost you anything to learn, right? Uh, sometimes you do have to invest into a mentor. Sometimes you will buy a home study course. All of that stuff is beneficial, but it's up right. to you to take the information and apply it because all of this information that you get across all of these platforms and maybe you, you even spend some money on education, which is, you know, I, I actually applaud that because, yeah. you know, for me, you have to have some skin in the game. You have to invest some money into yourself, yeah. into your knowledge. You know, everything is not going to be given to you for free. But what I, what I will say is all of that becomes irrelevant if you just sit back and become an info collector.
0: Man, if no, no question. information. Let me, I'm going to say something real quick before we go on that, man. Like you said, we could talk all day. Yep. I, I do want to say this, man. You made a really good point in what you just said. And guys, make sure you talk to sellers on a daily basis. No matter what, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, how many books you read, how many podcasts you listen to. Yep. I'm challenging anybody to hear this right now. When you get off of listening to this podcast, go talk to a seller. You have to talk to sellers daily in your business. Some people have a fear of doing that. So in lieu of doing that, they feel that they're active in the business, that they're doing things because they're in these Facebook groups all day, on YouTube all day. Busy work. You got to talk to sellers to do deals, man. So I'm going to leave it with that.
1: I love it, man. Listen, guys, listen to Chris. Check him out on all social media platforms. And I'm going to talk to you guys on the next one. out my website at reieducationacademy.com to make it easy you can just simply go to gibbscom or check out my youtube page at youtube.com forward slash jamel gibbs i'm all over the web whether it be on facebook slash the jamel gibbs or on instagram at Gibbs. i'm in linkedin as well i'm on tick tock i'm on snapchat check out all of these platforms for daily content weekly content more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.